Well, good morning, everybody. Thanks for allowing me into your home, and thanks for coming into our home here on this beautiful Sunday. Uh, well, hey, it's been great so far, hasn't it? Uh, uh, Damien and Fiona, thanks for opening uh, your home to us. And in honor of that, check it out, Jamaica, baby. <laughs> they actually gave me that cup when they went went home to Jamaica uh, a while ago. And uh, so, yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, well, uh, I hope you're having a, a great morning so far. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to what uh, the uh, Holy Spirit is going to bring uh, to us today. Uh, last week, I started a series uh, entitled, Who Needs God? And I looked at that statement from a few angles, if you recall, last week. The first lens was through the eyes of those who don't know Christ. And I talked about my pre-Christian state or my pre-Christian experience and how I came to realize who needs God? I do. And then last week I looked at I looked at it through the lens of a Christian and how every Christian realizes that the answer to that question, who needs God, will always be, we will. And then I looked at it from the standpoint of a Christian's witness and how we are called to help those who don't know Christ, to help those who are asking themselves who needs God and they're coming up with, maybe I do. We are, as Christians, called to help them along their journey. And the best way that we do that, we discovered, is by how we live. We, as Christians, must live what we believe. Going through the motions of our faith is not enough. People read right through that veil. But actually, living out our faith Especially when the road gets tough. Now that's what makes those who we do life with stand up and notice. I also said, if you recall, this is, and it's certainly worth repeating. I said, if you're broken, hurting, wounded, scarred by some of life's tough slugs, then seek help. Don't attempt to walk through the pains of life on your own. Talk to someone. Seek professional help. And if you can't afford professional help, make sure the person you're talking with has permission to speak straight. You don't want someone who will coddle you or walk on pins and needles around you. You need someone who will lovingly speak the things you need to hear as they help you get your life back on track. Does that make sense? Okay. With that out of the way, let's then dive into what I want to talk about today through the, through this, the lens of this theme we're looking at, who needs God. And let's look at a Bible verse out of uh, Acts chapter 14, 1 to 3. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It says this. When Paul and Barnabas arrived at Iconium, the same thing happened there. They went, as they always did, to the synagogue and preached to the people with such power that a large crowd of both Jews and non-believing Jews believed. 
Some of the Jews refused to believe, and they began to poison the minds of the non-Jews to discredit the believers. Yet Paul and Barnabas stayed there for a long time, preaching boldly and fearlessly about the Lord. Many trusted in the Lord, for he backed up his message of grace, I love this, and here it is, with miracles, signs, and wonders performed by the apostles. Pretty cool stuff. Miracles, signs, and wonders. And the real cool thing about this, this became a regular occurrence with them. And here's the thing. We know Jesus was the Son of God, right? And was given to man as a gift. As a gift to offer up himself as a spotless and blameless sacrifice for our sins. Easter attested to that, or celebration of Easter attested to that Good Friday. Every Christian can attest to this dynamic work of grace in our lives, can we not? For we have been touched by it. We have been saved by it. So Jesus died on the cross, Good Friday, was buried, but didn't stay in the grave. God raised him from the dead, Easter Sunday, and Jesus walked among man for about 40 days. During that time, he talked about another gift from God that was to come, the Holy Spirit. This gift would give the church, the church throughout the ages, I might add, power to be an effective witness for God. You following me? Then, after 40 days, Jesus, after that 40 days, that Jesus walked the earth, he was resurrected to heaven, where he remains to, as scripture says, to watch over us by interceding for us or for praying for us. And shortly after Christ's resurrection, the Holy Spirit fell. And this book of Acts that we're looking at today in the Bible is the account of what happened after. And what happened as we read the, as we read the accounts of the Holy Spirit moving in the lives of these biblical characters, what happened is miracles, signs, and wonders occurred over and over and over again. When Jesus walked the earth, he had 12 disciples, right? Who he trained and released to carry the message of God's love to that region. After Jesus was resurrected, and after the Holy Spirit fell, that number increased exponentially, and it continues to increase to this very day. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. (laughs) You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. As a young man searching for God, verses like this really caught my attention. I was at that place in my life journey where I figured there had to be more to life than what I've been experiencing. And reading through the book of Acts excited me about the possibilities of Christianity. Remember, I was a seeker. I didn't even, uh, I wasn't raised a Christian. I was a seeker looking and a discovering and asking myself the question, is Christianity for me? And when I read through the book of Acts, I saw something that excited me and it opened up the world of possibilities for me. 
You with me? I need to just maybe slow down for a minute and say this to those of you who are watching and you're at the same place I was at. You're considering Christianity. Well, here's the thing. Start by reading the Bible. You know what you want to do? You want to download the Bible from the App Store. So open up your phone, uh, tap on the App Store, and the first one that should pop up is a picture of a brown book with the words, the Holy Bible written on it. And it should say, from life.church. Do that. Go to the App Store, type in Bible. The first one that should pop up should be a, a picture of a brown book with the words Holy Bible written on it from Life Church. Download it and then start your Bible reading journey. Start with the book of John. It's in the New Testament. Then move and there's a, there's a, um, uh, uh, contents in there and you can, uh, just go to those and get yourself, scroll to the book of John. And then when you finish reading the book of John, move to the next book, which is the book of Acts, the books we're, the book we're talking about today. And then read the book of Acts. And then just continue reading um, all of the following books till the very end. And then start again at John and read right through once again. This is what will give you what you need to know as you consider whether Christianity is the way that you want to go. Cool? Are we good with that? Okay. Where was I? Yeah, okay. Talking about signs, wonders, and miracles. That started to occur around the early church. Maybe I need another sip from my Jamaican cup. Hey, Damien? <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking on Damien so much. <laughs> and I mean, it was mind-blowing, exciting stuff. Signs, wonders, and miracles were occurring everywhere the early church went. <laughs> and, you know, I think about how I would have been if I was alive back then and all these supernatural occurrences started taking place all around me. <laughs> I'd be like, cool, this is different. This is unique. This is exciting. If I was alive back then, I might have thought about, G about you know, after Jesus died that, that must be the end of Christianity. You know, I would have probably been down and depressed. But then, three days later, he rose from the dead. And I would have been like, cool, this is different. This, <laughs> There's no dragging me away now from this. I'm in. And then after that, if I was alive back then, and then I would have witnessed the Holy Spirit coming upon the early church. First upon 120 people and then watching those numbers increase again exponentially. <laughs> I'd be like, I've never been a part of something more exciting in my life. Give me more. I'm in. Can I say this? This should be our attitude today. It should be an excitement over what God is doing all around us through the Holy Spirit today. Who needs God? Well, every person walking on planet Earth, that's who. And the Holy Spirit is that agent of change that your friends, your family members, your co-workers, and your neighbors, He is the one they need to encounter. Acts 1-8. I can't, I can't state it enough. You will receive power. 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power. Back in the day, as a 20-year-old, I knew I had nothing to offer my friends, my family, or community. I mean, nada, nothing. But when I read through this book, this book of Acts, I began to realize that I indeed had something to offer. And not just something to offer, I had someone to offer. And it doesn't matter, friends, how messed up your life has been. It doesn't matter how many times you've blown it. Acts reminds us, this book we're reading through, it reminds us that we have something to offer. You may be living in a five-bedroom, six-and-a-half-bath house, house with a good-paying job. You have money in the bank, but you feel empty on the inside. You may be coming off of your best year yet in business, but you're finding life meaningless. You're thinking there has to be something more to life than just chasing after the next contract. Well, I'm here to tell you, friends, there is. And the book of Acts that we're looking at opens up that world of possibility to you. I think I also need to stop and say this. There are some of you who have Googled about the Holy Spirit only to discover that these signs, wonders, and miracles passed away along with the apostles in early church. That's what you discovered when you Googled it. Well, I'm here to say this. Yes, you should believe everything Google ever offers. <laughs> and no, there is no such thing as fake news. Because as we all know, everything on the internet is true and is to be believed. <laughs> well, really, you both, we both know better, don't we? Here's the truth, though, about the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit did through the early Christians, he still does today. He hasn't changed. His tactics haven't changed. What he did then, he does today. Who needs God? <laughs> Our world does. And the Holy Spirit, well, he is God. See, the Bible highlights God in three specific ways. First, God as God the Father. Second, as God the Son. And third, as God the Holy Spirit. And God the Holy Spirit flows or moves or works through people like you and I to reach a world that has gone astray. Can I encourage you to begin to tap into that power? To begin to believe in that power? To begin to imagine that power working through you? Acts 1.8 you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's a power meant to be unleashed. It's a power to be harnessed, if you may, for your neighbors, your family, your community to benefit from. And guess what? This isolation, guess what this isolation has shown us? It's shown us, it has showed us that the Holy Spirit is not isolated to our own buildings. The Holy Spirit's not isolated to a church building. Here's what I've discovered is we've become, myself included, we've become so accustomed to the Holy Spirit's movement in our lives within the time frame of a church service 
that we completely miss him throughout the other 166. We meet for church for what? Tops two hours on a Sunday? But what about the other 166 hours in the week? Are those hours supposed to be void of the Holy Spirit? Who needs God? Who needs to experience God the Holy Spirit? All of us do. And maybe, just maybe, I'm just saying, maybe, this isolation is our upper room. Think about it for a minute. Just before Jesus was resurrected, he said to the gang in Luke 24-49, to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. To stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. I don't know, if, if, if I was one of the boys back then, I certainly would have stayed. I certainly would have just hung around, not gone anywhere. Uh, uh, I don't even think I would have run to the grocery store to pick up something. I certainly would have not gone to the gym to work out because I didn't, uh, because I wouldn't want to miss out on this power that he said we're going to be clothed with. And maybe, just maybe, through this isolation, listen, God is supernaturally recharging his people with this very power from on high. And when we leave our caves, we'll leave with a power we had forgotten that we had. A power not meant to be hidden in the two but displayed in the 166. Not meant to be hidden in the two hours we meet on Sunday, but the 166 hours that are left in the week. Friends, are you with me? So here's the challenge to you. Read the book of Acts, and then reread it. And then read it again. Praying as you do for a revived attitude toward the Holy Spirit's involvement and work in your life. Asking Him, asking the Holy Spirit to baptize you afresh. Asking Him to strengthen you afresh for the task ahead. Does this make sense? Will you do it? I hope you do. And I hope you see uh, this is a time of refreshing, a time to refocus, a time to remember what is important and what is not A time to remember that the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a gift from God. That He has empowered you. That He has strengthened you. That He, as I said last week, God loves displaying signs, wonders, and miracles. He does. When you read through the Old Testament, you see it over and over and over again. Signs, wonders, and miracles happening amongst the people. And then when you read the New Testament and you read all about Jesus, you see signs, wonders, and miracles happening all over. And then when Jesus is resurrected and then gone to heaven and interceding for us, praying for us, again, you see signs, wonders, and miracles being outpoured, not just through a Moses or a David or an Elijah, these huge biblical characters that we all have come to know and love, and then through Jesus and then through Paul and Peter and the apostles, we begin to see it unfold upon the entire church world. Are you with me? 
Friends, we need the Holy Spirit. And we need to, again, be revived by His power. We are in an upper room right now. And the Holy Spirit is falling afresh upon the church. And He's not doing it in the two. He's doing it in the 166. Those 166 hours that we spend outside of church, He's doing it. Are you sensing it? Are you feeling it? I am. Remember, friends, you are hand-picked by God. You are a chosen child of the Most High God. And this time of isolation is reminding you of that. And it's showing you the importance to live like it. Acts, again, one eight. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. They waited in the upper room. And when the Holy Spirit came, they didn't stay in the upper room. They scattered all over the region, spreading this power to all who would listen. Did you catch that? They didn't stay in the upper room. Why? Because it's not about the two. It's about the 166. It's not about what we do in the two hours on Sunday, but it's about what we do with the 166 hours remaining throughout the week. Church, we've become far too accustomed, or focused rather, on the two to the neglect of the 166. This season of isolation is showing us that the 166 is far more important there are far more important hours than the two. Let's then begin to trust God for holy breakouts in the 166, will you? As you read through the book of Acts, you'll begin to see it. You begin to see that they left the upper room and never went back. Never went back. No more did they wait for God to move. God moved and then they started moving. Let's then trust God for breakouts in the 166. For lies to be turned right side up in the 166. For destinies to be written in the 166. Who needs God? We do. And they do. And the Holy Spirit, friends, is that agent of God who helps people realize it. I hope you're, I hope you're catching this. I hope you're seeing this. I hope there's a, uh, a fire, a burning, starting to burn within you, some embers, some flames that are beginning to burn within you and you're beginning to see this and you're beginning to realize that maybe, just maybe, this time of isolation is a time for us to refocus. It's a time for us to be in our upper rooms and watch the Holy Spirit do a reviving work within us, within our hearts, within our lives, showing us what is important, showing us who is important, and showing us what our purpose is here on earth. Uh, some of us have felt purposeless. I think some of us, prior to isolation, uh, you felt very purposeless. 
you felt like you had nothing to offer. You felt like, yeah, okay, I'm not a singer. I'm not a guitarist. I'm, 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 you know, I like kids, but I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a helper with kids. Youth, man, I just got over that. I don't want to go back there and help. So you think, well, then what do I have to offer? Well, some of you are beginning to realize that during this time, the church really needs you geeks. <laughs> we, we need you guys to and gals to, to help us do what we're doing online right now. Uh, and then also some of you are realizing that, hey, wait a minute. Part of my purpose and part of God's passion for me is to be a witness for him to effectively witness to those around me of God's great love in my life and to watch and witness the Holy Spirit do signs, wonders, and miracles all around me. Friends, this is the season. The gifts of the Spirit and the workings of the Spirit did not pass away with the apostles. Don't believe everything you Google. (laughs) Right? He is alive and working. And this is a, this is like a money back guarantee, okay? My challenge that I said earlier to read the book of Acts and then reread the book of Acts and then read it again, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you afresh. If you do that, you'll see that the gifts and the workings of the Holy Spirit indeed have not passed away with the apostles. He is still active and alive today, working through people just like you. Is that helping somebody? Is this encouraging somebody? Who needs God, friends? We all do. We need God, the Holy Spirit, to be unleashed upon an unsuspecting world. Next week, I'm going to carry along with this theme and I'm going to show you how you can now practically and purposefully put all of what I've just been saying into play. Um, you know, we, we, we need practical tools, right, on how to do what I'm talking about. And as you read through the book of Acts, and I hope you do that this week, I hope you pick up that challenge and do that this week so that next week, when I come into your homes, uh, it, 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 your light will already have been turned on and you'll begin to see uh, clearer what it is uh, that I am talking about. I now just want to want to uh, turn for a moment and talk to those of you who have not yet asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, to be your Lord and Savior. You know, we, we, we talked a little bit about Jesus and his purpose, uh, coming was, uh, the Bible it, itself says he came to seek and save those who are lost. Uh, he came to, uh, extend forgiveness toward you, the sinner. Um, he came to save you. He came to give you a new hope and a new future. Uh, if that's you, maybe you're at that place in your life right now where you want to give Christianity a try. And you want to um, try, if you may, this Jesus on. And here's what I want to do. I want to lead you in a simple prayer. It's 
a prayer of salvation. And it, it's a prayer not based on how good you are or how bad you've been. Uh, it's based on how good God is and how great Jesus is. So I want you to pray this with me. It'll be on the screen for you to follow. And I just want you to repeat these words after me, okay? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and life. From this day forward, I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, friends, I want you to know that you're now a Christian. And if you prayed that prayer, do me a favor. Can you um, make a comment if you're watching through Facebook? Make a comment. Say, hey, that was me. If you want to be a bit more private about it, just send a message, private message. Say, that was me. Or if you're watching on YouTube, again, make make a comment. If you're watching through the website, um, you know, you can just email the office, office at victorylifechurch.ca and, and let us know. And we want to help you along in your journey of discovery. Is that cool? Well, hey, I'm, I'm so excited, uh, for what God is doing in your life and what he's unleashing within you. Um, God is so good. Thanks for letting me come into your home. Uh, we're just going to uh, move to uh, a screen to help you uh, understand um, how you uh, can um, just continue to help move the church forward through your tithes and offering. God bless you. We love you. Pastor Yvette and I will be back in just a moment. Yeah, here we are again. Well, I hope that you were really encouraged by today's message. You know, who needs God? Uh, obviously I do. I hope you recognize that you do. And more and more, um, you know, as the days go by, I believe wisdom would, uh, want us to really recognize that we need God. And, uh, I hope that you were encouraged by it. Yes. Yeah. So, so do I. Um, a couple of things you'll see on your screen. Uh, we have our three ways to give. And the first way is through interact e-transfer and you just, uh, simply Open your app on your phone or in your computer. And uh, when you go to do your e-transfer, you set us up, uh, VLC, and you use the uh, email code that is that you see on your screen, give at victorylifechurch.ca. Then the second way is through PayPal, and you can do that directly from our website, and you see on the screen uh, where to go for that on our website. And then uh, lastly uh, is an opportunity to give via mail if you if you don't have uh, those other two options available to you. And you'll see our mailing address on the screen as well. We want to uh, just really take this time to thank everybody yeah. who has been uh, so faithful in uh, bringing in your tithes and offerings mm-hmm. during this unique season. Um, it, it, it goes a long way and it, uh, it's helping so many people. So thank you for your generosity mm-hmm. and your obedience to mm-hmm. scripture to bring, mm-hmm. as scripture says, our tithes into the storehouse of God. Thank you again Amen. from the bottom of my heart. Amen. Thank you.
So as we as we close, uh, we just want to want to say thank you again to uh, everybody for tuning in. Thank you for uh, sharing this uh, mm-hmm. with your friends and family. Um, and um, you know, our hope is that this message and this service would be a blessing to many That's many right. people. Yeah, for sure. Amen. Yeah, awesome. So we love you. God bless you. And have yourself a great afternoon. Amen. Bye.